0: to another episode of She's Busy AF. I'm your host, Lauren Loretto. And before we dive into this, I just want to complain for a second because I just want to flip the chicken in my kitchen that's cooking for dinner that my husband so nicely started. (coughs) Oh my God. That my husband so nicely started for me um, for dinner. And I was wearing one of my favorite shirts. It's white which is problem number one. Um, and like oil splashed all over it. And as you know, oil stains. I don't, I don't have any baby powder in this house. I can't go get some right now. So I'm just wallowing in my own sadness. <laughs> this has nothing to do with this episode. Okay, we are going to go ahead and dive in. So title, kind of clickbaity, kind of not. Stay with me. <laughs> I promise this is a good one. Uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Because Well, first of all, um, I'm a little all over the place lately and so I want to, before I get into this topic, say that there's going to be a lot more guests on the podcast coming up because I'm getting kind of sick of talking to myself. I think I said this on an episode recently, but but I'm just going to say it again. I'm getting sick of talking to myself. I know that some of you take me with you to the grocery store and listen to me there and that's great, but I really think it's time. It's time to elevate this podcast. It's time to not be the only one speaking on it all the time. So, if you're interested (laughs) in being featured on the podcast, head to She'sBusyAF.com. There's a little form there. Or uh, just DM me on Instagram because, you know, I can send you a link there too. (laughs) But we are digging applications and uh, yeah, I'm just excited to talk to other people. Although I know that you guys, I've gotten feedback before that you guys really like the conversational style too. Um, So, we have some, we do have some exciting guests coming up. So, there's that. But (laughs) anyways, back to this episode why am I going to talk about this today? Okay, I have had a lot of conversations with different types of brands. Now, I'm talking brands who are like big and have marketing teams (laughs) and then brands who are still like solopreneurs essentially or starting to grow a team and no matter what, I name a business where we don't wear a lot of hats or have to pick up the slack in some way or another and things within the business take a back seat. Now, I'm going to talk about marketing today. We are just talking about marketing because I could go on and on and on about all the things in our business that have taken a backseat and just in general with businesses. Obviously, my specialty is marketing. So, today we are talking about marketing, and that is the difference between brands who struggle and brands who don't. Marketing is, is part of that. So, let's just get into it. We're going to start here. We're going to start with the two different types of businesses, which, yes, brands who struggle, brands who don't is one of them, but we're going to talk about it in the sense of marketing. So, First, we have businesses who market themselves consistently, no matter what, no matter what. And then businesses who let marketing take a backseat when things get busy. Now, I know, <laughs> I know that this can be extremely layered. We can go in so many different directions from there, but let's focus on this. Businesses who market themselves consistently versus businesses who let marketing take a back seat when things get busy. The ones who market themselves consistently, if that's you, It's because you have support, whether that's time or a team. It doesn't have to be a team. You probably have time or you make time to market your business. Oh my gosh, I could get into like motivational speaking here about you can make time for anything. But like honestly, when you're wearing a lot of hats, no one wants to hear that. (laughs) So either you've carved out time in your schedule, you're sacrificing something somewhere to spend your time on marketing if you were doing this alone. But you're making it work. At the end of the day, that's what I call support. You're making it work. For those of you who let it take a backseat, this is not me bashing you. I'm actually going to spend this episode helping you. So don't tune out yet. But when you let it take a backseat, if at all, ever... um, I'm actually thinking of Haley from Propagy, who might be listening to this right now, who she's one of the people who listens to me in the grocery store. She actually has a email newsletter that speaks to this. It's like messy in the middle podcast. Or no, sorry, it's that's her podcast name. It's called Mostly Thursdays. And I love that she titled it that because it's like she's not committing to sending it out every Thursday. She's committing to sending it out mostly on Thursdays. So that's a great example. But even still, you know, like we let ourselves... Sometimes, if we are solo doing marketing ourselves, sometimes we let it take a back seat. And, and it's simply because you don't have the support. When, if you're the one solo doing your marketing in your business, or if even if you're a brand who's doing it, let's say someone takes time off, or let's just say you're sick and marketing has to take a back seat because client work takes the front seat always, does it not? You don't have the support. You simply don't have the time or a team to help you. It happens. So, some common phrases I hear from the latter, which is, marketing is taking a back seat. <laughs> if this is you, keep listening. No. One is, I know I've been quiet a lot on social. Things have been so crazy busy. I see that a lot with a lot of, like, personal brands and solopreneurs. First of all, you don't owe your audience an explanation. Even though that's kind of contradictory to the topic of this episode, you really don't. Secondly, most of the time, they don't notice. That's the other thing too. People aren't going to notice too much if you take a couple days off social. If you stop posting to social for a couple days, they're really not going to notice. You know why? Because there's a million other brands and a million other people they're consuming content from. Maybe not a million, but quite literally and quite possibly a couple thousand. So it doesn't really need to be stated. Just want to throw that out there. Another one I hear is, we've been so busy with client work that we didn't have time for marketing. I go back to the above where I said... (laughs) you always let client take the front seat. Like, they they have to. They have to. Like, clients pay the business. Marketing doesn't. But, hear me out. Here's the other one I hear. We've been so busy with client work, we haven't needed to market. Okay. Guess what happens inevitably? Your contracts end. Your projects end. You slow down. We know we have slow seasons. And some businesses can embrace those slow seasons, but Maybe, and maybe not doing a lot of client work, but you know what needs to happen then? You need to put more time into marketing. So, m- the gist of all of this, though, is that you really can't stop marketing your business no matter what. You can ramp up, but you can't slow down. You can't slow down your marketing. Even if you have referrals coming in, even if you feel like your website sells itself, even if you go viral like three times, <laughs> you can't slow down. Here's why the average buyer consumes content on multiple platforms from a brand before ultimately purchasing with them so if you are not getting in front of them or showing up consistently in your marketing if that and we can we can sit here and talk about life cycles of content all day long a blog has a lifespan of like two years an instagram post is like 48 hours not even i think it's like 48 seconds who knows no like for real there's like a stat out there i think it's less than 48 hours so if you're not like consistently showing up on the platforms that you commit to Guess what? It's more than likely that your competitor will. And it's more than likely that your competitor is going to stay top of mind and and even if we're not talking about a competitor here because I some people like to think like that, some people don't. We we all have competition. They're going to choose someone else over us. But even if even if it's not a competitor, even if you're not even if you are the only person they've consumed content from in your field and they know that they want to buy from you, they could if you if you are not still constantly getting in front of them they'll pass you up for a different investment i've literally done this before as a service provider someone hasn't stayed top of mind and let's just say the legal field and so i see another shiny object like copywriting and i'm like oh i definitely need that more than legal and then i pursue that instead so the point is you really need to stay top of mind you have to stay consistent you will get passed up for another investment or you will get passed up for another competitor And these things add up. It's easy to think like, okay, well, you know, I'll just take a break from like marketing this week or next week or we've been so busy that we can't schedule it in. But I say this all the time. What you do right now is going to pay off 90 days from now. So if you take a week off in 90 days, you're going to have a week slowdown. It, it Don't ask me how it works like that, but it does, it does. I've worked in sales and marketing with a lot of my clients over the last like 10 years and it's inevitable. We have a slowdown. There's inevitably a slowdown 90 days, around 90 days from then, like it's wild. So how do we navigate this? How do we have a well-rounded, multi-channel consistent marketing effort? If we lack support, if we lack time or resources, how do we still do this? and not wanna pull our hair out or not wanna like not go on social forever or how do we like not stay up till midnight to make sure that these things happen? Well, okay, it's possible. Trust me, it's possible. It's also like what you make of it. (laughs) Like I'm not even kidding, I'm recording this after my kid went to bed one night. So, you know, me putting effort into marketing my business, it's something I want to do. But you know, if you have a team, you can't make them do that. So if it's you, How are you gonna set them up for success? Okay, I'm not making sense, so I'm gonna keep going. (laughs) It's all about understanding how the marketing funnel works within your business. That's literally it. So I wanna talk about the marketing funnel for a second. I know you might feel like I've been a dead horse with it, but this one's a little different. Just hear me out, hear me out. So the top and middle of your marketing funnel are the places I wanna talk about real quick. And I'm serious, I mean, I mean quickly because there's more to this. I wanna help you create a consistency plan because that's the second part. But the first part is your marketing funnel. So at the top of the funnel, we have all these efforts that are going to bring in awareness. And if you don't know what the marketing funnel is, if you're tuning in for the first time, a marketing funnel is how a prospective client moves down through your different marketing channels to eventually buy with you. It's called a funnel because at the top of the funnel, it's very wide. Not everyone who starts there is going to end at the bottom, okay? So, now you know. Top of funnel is awareness. Middle of funnel is nurturing. Bottom of funnel is conversion. So, at the top of the funnel, we have these efforts that bring awareness. So, social media is part of this. Listen, pick a platform and use it. Pick a platform and use it. If you don't like TikTok or you don't like showing up on video, don't do TikTok. Don't show up on video. But if your ideal audience is on LinkedIn, use LinkedIn. Start to be a thought leader in your industry. Share relevant content. You have to do something. Another top of funnel effort that most people don't consider and a lot of brands can really tap into, conferences, networking, things that will physically get your brand or yourself out into the world in front of other brands and business owners, that is also a top of funnel marketing effort. Another one is your own podcast. Hello, (laughs) you're listening, you're in my top of funnel. (laughs) You might be in my middle of funnel too, which we'll talk about in a second. Another one is PR, so guest podcasting, media mentions, ways to expand your visibility there, other audiences outside of the one you already have, okay? Then we have blogs, People search on Google all day, every day. Are you SEO optimizing the content on your website? Are you repurposing? We're going to talk about this in a second. Are you repurposing, like, let's just say you have a podcast, are you transcribing that into a blog and then SEO optimizing it? If you have a team member, I highly recommend, or a VA or someone, I highly recommend doing this, creating a process and like giving it to them. Like, this is a kind of a standard thing we put in literally all of our marketing strategies is that you have at least two to three long form pieces of content in the top of funnel and they're all repurposed from each other genius go do it <laughs> so then we have the middle of funnel okay so these people come in from the top of funnel these are not this is not an exhaustive list fyi but take what you will from it and do it <laughs> and uh, so anyways In the middle of the funnel, this is where we're going to nurture that audience. We're going to nurture those people. In the middle of the funnel, we have received information from the top of the funnel in some way, shape, or form in order to do this. So let's say you have a newsletter. We're talking email marketing. Let's say you have a, a lead magnet that's also top of funnel. They come into the middle of the funnel by putting their email in and getting that information. So middle of funnel efforts, email marketing, not dead, not going anywhere. People still read their emails. I still open emails from people I will probably won't purchase from just because they use software I don't want to use and I'm specifically talking about some people who do OBM project management types of stuff but their content's so good and I'll refer the heck out of them (laughs) so email marketing not dead not going anywhere especially in service-based businesses b2b service-based businesses because they're using email to interact with their clients so do not negate that another one's direct mail do you have their addresses can you find a way to get their addresses and send them content literally snail mail style that's another middle of funnel effort this is where you're really nurturing your audience really staying top of mind in a more personal way you're able to cater content really towards them a little bit better by understanding how they're interacting with your content it's it's genius you you have the information you see what they're opening you see what they're doing data and analytics are everything you know i love data and analytics so Really considering what are your top and middle of funnel marketing efforts, and when they're ready to think of you, when they're ready to purchase from you, you are top of mind and the top choice because you are using your top of funnel to get people to your middle of funnel and you're nurturing there, and then eventually they come to the bottom of funnel. Okay, so think of it this way think of the last time you hired someone to do something within your business, think of like a big investment, more likely than not, you're on their email list. You're following them on social. You've engaged with their content or consumed their content in some capacity. Even if you didn't read every caption, maybe you watched all their stories. Maybe you saw the testimonials. Maybe you heard about them through a friend. Maybe you've checked out their website, read every single page, booked a call. You've consumed their content. You are bought it in some capacity. So, how do you take all this? That's so overwhelming. How do I have all these different pieces of content? How do I make sure I'm using them to the best of my ability. I'm sure that's what you're asking. So it really boils down to creating a consistency plan, knowing which platforms work best for you to bring in clients, repurposing content as much as you can. So I talked about that. If Let's just say you want to do YouTube blog and podcast. That's ambitious. But one thing I like to say is kill two birds with one stone. Record the podcast and the YouTube video at the same time. It can be tricky, but you can do it. Then have someone transcribe the blog or the podcast, whatever, or transcribe the YouTube video or the podcast audio file and turn that into a blog and SEO optimize it. That is, we do that within an hour. It takes an hour for us to do that in my business on a weekly basis. It's possible, especially if you have support, if you have a team, if anything, start out simply, do a blog. You could also do a blog and turn it into a podcast or a podcast and turn it into a blog. Totally up to you also you want to lean into marketing that feels good for your business and matches your brand persona like i was saying if tiktok is like not it for you if that's not what you want to do don't do it but also what feels good for your business what matches your brand persona if you've got a sense of humor and like people laugh at you all the time in person or same thing with like your team member and they like know how to use video editing platforms Maybe video is a good idea and maybe you can get in front of your audience that way, especially now that like TikTok's a search platform, which like, can you believe that? That's crazy. So, think about what matches your brand persona. Also, like (laughs) I always love to say LinkedIn, like I'm a silly person. I talk about silly things on LinkedIn. Don't let a platform limit how you use it either. So, create content for platforms that matches your brand persona. Be unique. what you got to do jump on the trends do what do what you want to do do what feels good for the business second to last have processes for creating content so that you can bring on support create processes anytime you go to record a podcast write a blog I encourage you the next time you go to do something like that pull up a google document and write step by step how you're doing it and then save that as a process because if and when you do bring on help you have someone who can use these processes and implement it. It's less time you have to spend training. It's just better all the way around. (laughs) We've been really big on processes this year. It's definitely something that's been very needle moving for us to be able to onboard people, show them processes, which this leads me to my next point, hiring help. Hire help when you can. Now, I had no idea that I could bring on two employees in my business until I sat down with a bookkeeper. So if that's something that's holding you back is that you need support and you're just not sure like what what kind of support you can afford maybe look into that maybe look into adding team members to your team instead of hiring an agency to help you with something because that can also be super costly over time you could hire support within your business whether that's contractor hourly employee employee who can be a little bit more exclusive to your business spend a little bit more time get a little bit more done so many times i see business owners and companies investing in agencies for littler projects when you could get a little more bang for your buck by hiring someone for like a long-term a long-term engagement so speaking of hiring by the way we are hiring help oh my gosh I cannot say it enough we have a couple positions open you can see on our website if you're interested uh I've linked it in the show notes main one we're looking for right now client strategist but if you're listening to this in a year in a year you can head to our website and see what positions we're opening for good lord i hope we are hiring for like more strategists a year from now that would be amazing so anyways if you need help with any of the above any of the above meaning marketing funnel consistency plan well-rounded achievable marketing funnel (laughs) processes for your marketing Our 90-day marketing plans accomplish it all. You can book a call with us to learn more. I've linked that down in the show notes. So I know this was a little bit of a different episode today. I really hope it was helpful. If anything, reiterating some of the things I've said in the past, it's really about being consistent. It's really about leaning into seasons of hustle when you need to ramp it up a little bit or work a little bit extra, whether that's your team or yourself to make sure that you're on top of your marketing, to make sure that you're consistent, to make sure that you're utilizing your processes to the best of your abilities. It all comes down to processes. It all comes down to being consistent. It all comes down to really understanding your marketing funnel and your audience and getting in front of them. All right, that wraps up today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll catch you on the next episode. Stay busy.